This is Friends and Benefits, a podcast hosted by Reward Strategies editor Amber Ainsley Pritchard, and you may have guessed it, her Friends and Benefits. Stay tuned to find out what's hot, what's not, and what's happening in the world of pay and reward. Hello there, and welcome to Friends in Benefits. It's me again, the woman with many friends in benefits. Given how well our first podcast episode went with Megan O'Shaughnessy, head of consumer reward at BT, we decided to do another. However, this is yet another first for us as we are recording this from home during the lockdown due to COVID-19. Therefore, I'm not actually sat with my guest today, but I'd like to welcome Domi Shamanska, Pay and Reward Manager for Europe at Stella McCartney. How are you, Domi? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. A little bit strange to be sat and not being able to see you, but I'm sure we'll make it work. I know. It's also the first podcast I'm on, so there's no no difference to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, brilliant. I'm glad you're doing your first with us. And before we get started, as I mentioned, because we're recording this from home, please excuse me if anyone comes crashing into my makeshift office in the living room or the doorbell rings. And Domi, you've also got a new puppy, so we may be joined by her at some point, possibly. Yes. So any background, little barks, it's probably Pickle. (laughs) Oh God, I love that name, Pickle. You love food, don't you? I do. I do. It's my number one, I think, interest slash hobby in life. Yeah, me too. Someone asked me the other day, I was doing one of these um, interviews to do some extra volunteering on the side, and they were just asking me what my hobbies were. And I said, well, I don't really have any. I like eating. I was like, <laughs> I like going out to eat, or I like cooking, now I can't go out to eat. So yeah, I'm not sure what they thought about that, but I think it's a valid hobby. Of course, especially especially in London, I think it's you know, you're not the only one for sure. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I had my birthday yesterday as well. And I think for people that don't love food, what do you do in lockdown for your birthday? What did you have? What did you do? Well, my boyfriend made eggs Benedict for breakfast, which I requested with uh, homemade hollandaise, which was delicious. And then we had baked camembert, loads of bread, lunch. I had a big birthday cookie, ate that with some ice cream. And then we had a surprise takeaway because I, I dressed up for dinner because obviously we were in lockdown. Um, and I thought we were just having like spaghetti. He put the hob on and everything to throw me. And then we had a delivery from Hyde on Green Oh, Park. amazing. Lots of champagne. So he really outdone himself. Amazing. Good. Good you could make it special even though it's lockdown. Yeah, because I'm a big birthday person. So me I really too. I'm already worried about mine in July. <laughs> Or hopefully, hopefully we'll be out by then. Fingers crossed. So let's get started with our podcast. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what Dami, Domi does. Gosh, I can't speak today, can I? It's been in lockdown. What Domi does, how she found herself working for the English fashion designer, and of course, the pandemic. So Domi, how did you come to work and pay and reward? Um, I think as probably 99% of people would say, I fell into it. So I did journalism at university. So, yeah, I kind of uh, started uh, doing temporary work um, within a payroll department, just kind of administration work and, you know, data entry. And I did that throughout summer and um, Christmas. And then when I finished university, the maternity cover came up at the company I was um, temping at. And I kind of thought, you know, I'm just out of uni and God knows how long it will take me to apply for journalism jobs and so I obviously accepted it and that was kind of that was kind of it. I just then moved on to another job in London 
and yeah I just progressed from there so it's been it's been a great journey you know I would have never believed anyone who said I'm going to end up in pay and reward if they did tell me at the beginning of university or even throughout yeah I mean do you ever feel like you'd want to get back into journalism or during your pay and reward career has there been points where you thought about trying to go back into it absolutely not and to be honest I think when I finished university I kind of knew that at that point if I was to choose uh, you know a, a, um, a university degree at that point it wouldn't it wouldn't have been journalism um, or maybe it's because I expected something different from from the degree that I did it wasn't as practical as I would have liked it to be so no I don't think I ever thought oh I wish I was um, doing anything in journalism but I do love taking pictures and kind of writing stuff about food and travel and so I do that on the side but um not as a full-time job and I don't know if if I would like it to be my full-time job to be honest um but I just it's it's definitely a hobby and I do love it still yeah I think especially when you love food and travel I think if it was to become a job I don't know how enjoyable it would be I think it's probably much more pleasurable as a hobby definitely yeah and I love just love the food and travel but hopefully we'll do that soon again. <laughs> Can't and what about coming to work at Stella McCartney specifically? How did you find yourself there? Because obviously, very interesting brand to work at, very cool, fashionable. Yeah, so um, it's actually a quite funny uh, funny story because I applied for, um, for the job on LinkedIn and the same day that I applied, a recruiter from Stella McCartney reached out to me and I thought, oh, this is quick. Um, but actually it she didn't she didn't even receive my application at that point and she just reached out so we kind of my application crossed path crossed you know crossed path with her reaching out to me so it was it was meant to be I think yeah that's really lucky yes how long have you been there now I've been there for it was a year in February so just over a year I guess oh wow a year and three months it's gone so quickly yeah this year especially not even since January but from last year the last 12 months it's scary how quickly it's gone and obviously we've been in lockdown for nearly two months now so it's going even quicker in some ways yeah I can't believe it's mid 2020 it's very very strange everyone keeps saying nothing's gonna happen now in 2020 you gotta wait till 2021 which is quite negative but you know we just can be positive make sure everyone's healthy around us Exactly. We just have to be thankful. And I think as soon as we can go back to normal, it'll, we'll just have to cram everything back into the however months are left. <laughs> so you've worked, you're working at Stella McCartney now, but you've also worked in some interesting sectors, education, accountancy, companies including Just Eat and Expedia. What would you say makes, or what is working for each of those sectors? What makes it different? I think when I look for a job uh, I always or what I look for in a job I always have to relate to the company um, in some way so I think um, you know yeah the industries have been super different you know fashion and travel and then obviously just eat being a huge tech company there's always been something that I've either read or you know have known about the company that kind of made me want to go for it and you know I actually loved that I have been able to work for such for so many different industries just because the culture and you know just what the company does outside of the business as usual is just so great to see and it's definitely been a learning curve in 
in each and single one of them. Yeah, it's really good, especially being in pay and reward. I guess you have quite varied days anyway, but being able to work for such varied sectors throughout your career must be yeah, really fun and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And just the different things that you learn from even, you know, people at the company are so much so much different to you know so people at Stella McCartney are very much different to people at Expedia and they're both absolutely great but you can definitely see what attracts people to um to a certain sector or certain industry um 100% and I guess that helps with the reward element as well because it helps you put together strategies for different types of people within a business Absolutely. I also think, you know, what I have learned from Expedia and not not necessarily everything that I would want to or even could apply to um, the reward strategy at Stella McCartney, but there are definitely some aspects that help, you know, what we have done, you know, the engagement that I have seen in the previous company definitely helped me with um, developing something new at the current company. So it's definitely been helpful to just kind of go through the different types of employees that we have in a different different cultures at every single one so yeah 100 percent. it's been it's been very helpful seeing how people react to the to the offering that we have and would you say that you have a favorite sector that you've worked for or working in it's really tough to say because every single one of them has been so so different and i i think i have um i could probably point out a favorite kind of thing about each of the companies or each of the industry but not necessarily just pick one um i think um in terms of employee well-being and how the company actually looks after the employees is definitely stella mccartney which is why i'm super passionate about how we treat employees and what we want to do for employees mm. But then again, you know, just it was great to kind of see how the company grew because when I joined, even in the space of the time that I was at Just Eat, you could you could see how much the technology is is just expanding and how the company was was just growing. And I think even when I look back now and I look at the how the company's doing now, both um Just Eat and Expedia, um, it's just crazy to see. I've just realised as well why you probably love Stella McCartney so much too, because I have a friend, I just realised used to work Stella McCartney and she used to post loads on Instagram of like the beautiful like breakfast spreads and lunch spreads they put on for you guys. Yes. Oh um, my God, colourful, healthy and beautiful. It's, and it's was- one of the greatest <laughs> benefits. So we currently don't have breakfast because it's stopped around summertime, just because loads of people go on holiday and we will just um, stop doing that. However, one of the biggest and nicest benefits is especially in London we receive we have a we have a canteen in which uh, we have a cafe um it's called veg out cafe and uh we have freshly made lunch every single day and it's absolutely delicious and it's made from scratch and there is such a huge variety of stuff that you can you can have and the chefs are absolutely amazing and it's obviously all vegetarian and vegan um and I think that's kind of another way of just Stella wanting people to you know eat less meat and uh, kind of follow on her journey of being sustainable and you know show people that she does care about you know especially in London where lunch can cost between I don't know 350 and 15 pounds and the saving is just absolutely huge and I didn't actually realize that until you know my first paycheck and how much money you actually save so yeah not only that it's delicious and nutritious it's a great it's a great saving that I think people um really appreciate 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, our office is the reward strategy or off the borough market. And when I first started working there, gosh, I used to spend like a tenner on a day just buying cheese and veg from the market to eat for my lunch. Yeah, I had to stop that. Such a, such a great place. But I can imagine, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you want to indulge every single day because it's also good. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> Obviously, you started off probably more on the payroll side because over the years, pay has widened into that of reward and more people have got combined job titles or there's more reward managers that purely focus on that. How have you seen the profession change over the years? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, we're trying, we're, we're starting to see how joint payroll is to reward and to HR and to learning and development. And it just makes sense that, you know, the roles that are currently being created um, around payroll and reward, you know, are changing, that you are doing either both of those things or you you always, um, you know, dip into different different kind of departments, but you're still... So, yeah, I think it's all joining up together much better than it used to so that's definitely changed and obviously I think especially in the UK it's you know the 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 rewards and benefits are such a huge thing right now that I think you know when you when people are looking for new jobs they definitely take that into consideration or you know and I think from the the employer's perspective to retain people as well um, you have to put good stuff in place um, because it is you know as important as the salary yeah, I definitely agree with that. And is there an element you prefer? Do you prefer the pay over reward side or do you quite like having the mix? So I think I like having the mix, but I do because I've I've done pure payroll for you know, for a few years now, I do actually love the reward side of things just because I find it more challenging. I think with payroll because I've done it, I, I'm super comfortable and I love it just because I know what I'm doing, but um, I definitely love the reward side of it because, yeah, as I said, it's just very challenging and there's constantly new things coming up, uh, whereas payroll is quite repetitive, you know, from month to month. Obviously, not in times like current because it's all new, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess you've got more of a scope of a reward strategy as well to, you know, keep changing it, evolving it, adding new things in, like you say. Yes, and I think when I when I started at Stella, um, it was just when... The company has gone independent and we moved away from from caring, which meant that a lot of stuff had to be mirrored or, you know, new things could be put in place, which was actually amazing and challenging in a good way because I had this kind of blank canvas and, you know, just to bring bring benefits that the company needed and the employees wanted and to be able to, you know, make the whole offering better was which is so nice. Yeah, very exciting to be able to do it all afresh and have freedom. Yeah. And when it comes to work and just day-to-day life, being in pay and reward, have you had any really terrible, like, payroll days, weeks, or, like, reward blunders, or has everything been pretty smooth sailing in your career? Um. Oh, no, definitely not smooth sailing. But I kind of, you know, I don't, I, I've definitely had days when I wanted to, just you know leave the office and never come back again and you know just um but I think I always I I can't remember a single day like that I always kind of look back and thought you know yeah it happened but there's always a lesson learned from whatever happens so I try 
and look back at things in a positive way. You know, you're always working with people as you're almost, you know, I, I always I always relate to um, our employees in retail. I'm like, yes, I totally understand why you get frustrated because, you know, I sometimes get frustrated with all the employees that we have. And, you know, they're kind of our customers and you want to obviously provide the best service that you can. But... Yeah, I just think it's it's just normal thing. You get frustrated in in any job, and because we I work so close with all the employees, it's just. But I wouldn't say there was a single, you know, like a really bad day that I can actually remember. I can't pinpoint one, um, one situation. But I definitely, I think if I said no, I'd be lying. <laughs> but I do think, as you say, you have to look at employees as customers now because it's, you're basically customer service in so many ways, aren't you? Being yeah. a pay and reward. Yeah, it's you know, it's they are. You are. You're you're providing service to the employees, so they feel happy um, in a job that they're doing almost. And what about any great days, whether it's work related or any of the companies you've worked for, any great perks or benefits that you can remember or that stuck with you? I think with um, with my current job at Stella, the day that we launched our new benefits portal was definitely one that I will remember, purely because I was just really proud of the platform that we have and it just looked really on brand and aesthetic and very pleasing both to the eye and obviously with the offering that we currently have so I think that's definitely been a good day and to be honest being in payroll and yes like I said before it's repetitive but I think payday is always a day to celebrate because it makes people happy you know everyone's like oh it's payday today how great I'm like yeah we did that (laughs) yeah no that is great actually I mean I never really thought about it that way. I think when I think of people getting the pay one and the payday out of the way, they're like, oh, thank God it's done. But also, you must feel really happy and obviously proud of yourself, but because you're making so many more people happy as well. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, people in my in my current team and from what I remember in the previous companies, you know, um, people in, in our industry, in payroll industry, say that, oh, you know, people just think we push the red button and it just happens. But... I think people are starting to realise how much work goes into it and people are being actually really grateful and, and saying thank you, especially my current team. But they're just a lovely bunch. But yeah, they just they just say thank you, which is really lovely. It's just little little gesture but it just means a lot. Yeah, of course, because people only tend to come to payroll when there's something wrong rather yes. than every month that you pay someone correctly. And I think even more so with government now classing payroll workers as key workers because of COVID-19, people will start to understand that and hopefully recognise payroll as the crucial function it is. I really hope so. Um, Because, yeah, we are definitely key workers, you know, with the whole new scheme, you know, we are coming into, I guess, top probably 20 roles that should be key workers. So, no, definitely, and you know, everyone during this time uh, is worried about money and I think there's so many you know you hear about redundancies and people being laid off constantly in the past two months so I think it's so important that people just have that peace of mind and know that they will get paid. Definitely and what has been the business continuity plan since lockdown was announced at Stella McCartney? So we for us, it's quite, I wouldn't say complicated, but it's complex. You know, Stella McCartney is in um, nine countries. So we're kind of looking at 
China at the moment and we're looking at what has happened there because obviously that's where it started and uh, so we're looking at what they have done during lockdown and then what is happening now with the stores reopening and what kind of um, you know precautions they've put in place. Um, in terms of our plan, um, obviously things are going to change. We're in, in our team, um, in people and culture, we've spoken about you know, the flexibility that people will probably want going forward. Obviously, going back to the office, uh, we don't know what really will happen, I guess. We'll just have to wait for more announcements from the government. Um, but I think things will change, and I think it will be for the better, you know. Um, people will definitely be much more trustworthy. Um, I think managers will probably, you know, think more outside the box a little bit of how to work with their teams and how to just let people do their thing more than just being you know micromanaging whatever way but yeah I think it's different for us in different departments because we have retail so that's going to be that's a completely different plan to reopening the stores and you know actually serving customers to then our teams such as design or production where they have to be very hands-on and you know those are probably the teams that have struggled most with working from home just because as I say yeah it's very hands-on um, and then to support teams such as us or finance where it's actually okay you know I, I I personally miss people but you know I can do everything remotely so I haven't really struggled from the technicality. It's that community I think people miss isn't it? Yeah yeah oh my god yeah. Just seeing real people in real life. <laughs> yeah you know it's just even like you know being in the kitchen with a colleague for 15 minutes and just talking over a cup of tea and then going back to your desk is just so different. Yeah it's definitely not a thing. Yeah. And how about the updated and new legislation around COVID-19, the amended statutory sick pay, the coronavirus job retention scheme? How have you found all of that? We, as a team, you know, we followed the the guidance right from the start. We were very much on it right from the start. So we we have... I think we, we think we've done really well in terms of what we could do and... And with the scheme and the use of the scheme and how we how we basically decided what will happen internally. So I haven't actually found that too hard myself in terms of the calculations, except national insurance um, guidance, which is not very clear to me. But, you know, that's HMRC. <laughs> but no, I think I think, you know, everyone everyone struggles with the guidance because it's it's very new and no one really knows exactly what is happening. So you kind of have to trust how you you know, input the data um, and like everything that the government has put in on the website and all the guidance. So, yeah, I think I've I've definitely attended probably about 20 plus webinars and tried to speak to my contacts all over the UK and, and people that I've worked with just to find out what other companies are doing. But no, I've, now I feel pretty confident. And actually, it's been great that I'm obviously not great that something like this happened, but to see how we deal with like really tough situations like this yeah that is definitely useful for that to see how you can work differently going forward as well and if something I really hope it doesn't happen like this ever again but businesses will know how to prepare and hopefully be ready for it in some ways hopefully I I, I really think so but as I said I think pe- people will have a different attitude towards work in in a positive way I hope and definitely from our side to be able to support employees you know, remotely or in whatever way they needed. 
And how has that been supporting employees while working from home? Being able to uh, just being able to connect and make sure that you know we have all the all the things that we need, you know, like technology and um, and just so managers understand that they still have to connect with with their teams, uh, which people have actually been really really good at. And I don't think many people actually feel disjointed from the business at all. Um, and I, even personally, I think I make more effort to to just catch up with people and to make sure that everything's going fine. And and I think the use of you know all the um, programs such as Zoom and Skype definitely helps. And I think more people are more inclined to use the camera. And um, yeah, it feels quite personal uh, sometimes, but it's it's nice. I think we've become closer which is very weird because obviously we're so far from each other um but in terms of yeah in terms of the team we've definitely become a little bit closer it, it's weird that in a time like this we just feel closer to each other and yeah just on a personal level as well just to understand that you you know people may struggle you know some people are really good with working from home and they enjoy it and they love the personal space and some people are genuinely struggling because they don't know how to organize themselves so we we've done a lot of things and we've addressed kind of um different pillars that we have within Stella we have you know we talk about mind and how to make sure that people don't feel lonely um and then we have another pillar that's called move um and it's all part of our well-being strategy just to just to make sure that people still think about those things and not just sit in the dark exactly <laughs> and feel and feel panicked and you know some people will definitely think like oh gosh what if you know I have to be very active on email so my manager knows I'm working and I think that's that will change as well because it's it's not just about being constantly active but the outcome yeah, of course. And I think communication around that and the other well-being aspect you mentioned are most important. So hopefully it will change the attitude like employees have and also their managers about, you know, it isn't about the number of emails you send out always, but what you're actually getting done. Exactly. 100%. It's, it's, it's very important to kind of, you know, just think outside the box and one person may be struggling and not talking about it and the other person may love working from home and I, I do think we're also going to see more kind of flexible work requests where people will actually prefer to work from home and then I guess if they have proven in, in the, during this time that everything has been fine and why why wouldn't we as an employer agree to it if you know what I mean obviously I don't know what will happen but you never know I think all the businesses will face this I was going to ask you about that how you think maybe this the lockdown and COVID-19 will change your reward strategy do you think it will change much other than people obviously maybe wanting to work from home more and just making sure they can do that I think we're definitely going to address this if we are able to at some point you know go back to the office this year um just because like I said, I, I wouldn't want to put something in place because it may work for some and not for the others. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, but we'll definitely have to address it. And I think in terms of reward, just see what people really want. And we do a lot of internal surveys uh, just to find out you know, if people are still happy, if there's anything else that they would like to see, or if there's something that actually they don't think it's needed. So even though we do have this new brilliant offering, we constantly kind of look at engagement and what people are using and at what times of the year and what time in their kind of life 
whether there are any life events that we can look at. So it will be interesting to kind of do a survey post to this situation just to see, you know, what what people have used and what was the biggest worry. I know that I had so many questions right at the beginning of of the virus outbreak about, you know, private medical insurance and whether they'll, they'll be able to use that, whether there is anything extra that they would receive if they had the virus. So I think health and well-being will still be probably number one. Yeah, I think that'll probably be more important than anything now. And people that have a well-being strategy as a nice to have will realise now that it is actually very important. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And the benchmarking tools, I think, are very useful as well to be able to weigh up and see how people are feeling and what they're expecting or needing. So I think that's also brilliant to use. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's everyone's different. So you'll never have a reward strategy that will please every single person in a business. But I guess as long as you have different options and people can um, choose something for themselves and that is priority to them, then that's where I think we're successful. And what are you desperate to do post lockdown when hopefully this is all lifted? Oh, just hug my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, not even I'm not, I just want to see my friends and my family and be able to sit in the garden together. And I mean, I would absolutely die to go and, you know, to go to a restaurant right now and or grab a takeaway coffee and just sit in a coffee shop, which is my another thing that I love um but yeah I think for now I'm just hoping that something will change soon and we'll be able to see at least a couple of friends in a park or um a garden so yeah so simple pleasures really yeah I think I think it is back to kind of simple things now when you realize that you don't really need that much Mm -hmm. Well, fingers crossed that the restrictions will have been lifted or lightened by the time this podcast airs. But of course, the most important thing is that we're all safe and healthy. Absolutely. That's number one. And I think everyone, and if they don't, they're silly. Everyone knows that. It's it's number one priority. And in the meantime, it's important to stay obviously informed during this period. So I just wanted to let everyone know that our next issue of Reward Strategy is out now and will be available online. And that covers quite a lot of elements on how to, you know, pay reward and just look after the well-being of your employees. So everyone can take a look at that. And Domi, I'm sure you'll get yours delivered to your home address. Thank you. Look forward to it. And just to let everyone know, listening, uh, Reward Strategy has moved all of its conferences and awards to Q3 and 4 this year. So hopefully, once the lockdown is lifted and if we're allowed to get out and about, if anyone's interested in networking and coming to see us, you can just drop me an email. All the info is in the info section of the podcast. And all I'd like to say now is thank you very much, Domi, for joining us. And thank you all for listening.